Hey everybody and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and uh, I'm so thankful to have you join me as we continue to work through the Gospel of John as we're actually really close to the end of this incredible story of Jesus and, and the revelation of his identity as the Son of God and then the, the encouragement that we would believe in him, in his perfect life, in his sacrificial death and burial, in his ultimate victorious resurrection and that by believing in him, we would have life in his name. Now, where we are at in the story is actually at the very end of John chapter 19. The very end of John chapter 19, Jesus has been, he has been crucified. He, he has breathed his last. And he has done this in fulfillment of prophecy. And now we have this, this tender scene of Jesus and his burial. So if you want to turn with me, John chapter 19, starting in verse 38. The text begins, it says, After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Now, uh, Joseph of Arimathea is a member of the Sanhedrin. He is a wealthy man and he has been following Jesus, but he's been doing it secretly. He, he is someone who is who has a fear of the Jews. But now that Jesus has been crucified, Joseph seems to find some courage. You see, when it comes to uh, a death, usually the body of someone who has been um, who is deceased, their body would be turned over to the closest relative. But that wasn't the case with those who were crucified. Those who were crucified were they were left for all to see. They were left to let their body decay and for the the birds of the air to come and pick remains off of them. This is really a, the way that the, the Romans would make it clear. You, you don't mess with us. You don't stand in our way. This is the fate that will happen to you if you are treasonous, if you are guilty of sedition, if you stand in opposition to our, uh, to our rule. And so Joseph going to Pilate and requesting this body is, it is a brave act. And so he does this and Pilate, he, he grants him permission. We don't know why. We can, we can have conjecture. Uh, it seems like Pilate wasn't convinced of Jesus' uh, guilt and his need to die. Um, and yet he sentenced him anyway. And so maybe there's a sense of uh, pity or... Um, just like uh, a sense of almost maybe a slight sense of contrition. But we, we don't necessarily know. But what we know is he allows Joseph to go and take the body. And so Joseph does. And remember, this is likely not Joseph himself, but Joseph's servants, them carrying out his actions for him. Well, let's continue. It says, Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds of weight. Now, if you remember all the way back in, uh, in John chapter 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus and had all sorts of questions. And Jesus was really a matter of fact with this man. He said, you know, you're a, you're a teacher of the people. You're a religious teacher, and yet you do not understand the things of God. As Jesus explained to Nicodemus that someone must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. This is what happens when we trust in Jesus and his death and resurrection. 
well, at this point, Jesus is dead, and, and Nicodemus is still, he's at least curious about Christ, and curious to the point where he's willing to invest a, a large quantity of myrrh and aloes to take care of the body of Jesus. And so this is what they do. About 75 pounds in weight, the myrrh would be used to cover up the, the, uh, the effects of decomposition of a body. It would uh, be fragrant instead of pungent and repulsive. And so, verse 40, they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloth with the spices as in the burial custom of the Jews. Now again, this is not Joseph and Nicodemus doing it. It's likely their servants, but they they layer in the, the spices, the myrrh and the aloes and then the linen cloth and they layer it together so that this body is wrapped in the cloth and it's covered in the fragrance. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. This is the burial of Jesus. This is him being placed in the grave. And in this, we see, we see that there are those who are in process uh, sorting out who Christ is. And it's interesting to see those who are in process, Joseph of Arimathea, follower of Jesus, yet not bold, fearing the Jews. Yet he takes a step. And Nicodemus, who was confused about Christ and uncertain about Jesus and, and was told that he needs to be born again, in this moment, he could have wiped his hands and just walked away from anything having to do with Jesus. Yet in this moment, he is being moved along as he considers Christ. And what does this mean for us today as our ancient way for our modern day? I, I would like to just uh, ask you to consider the reality that in in your life, there are people like Joseph of Arimathea and there are people like Nicodemus in the way they relate to Jesus. There are some that have trusted in Christ, but they have not found a boldness yet. They have not understand the, the height of the power of God in their lives or the depth of the love of God in their life. They understand Jesus died and rose again, but they're still learning what this means. They're still learning what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so they might be like Joseph who, yeah, they're, they're fearful. They're fearful. They're, they're not maybe fear, fearful of the Jews, but they're fearful of their parents or of their of their friends, of their co-workers, of their family members, of their, their uh, network socially. They don't want to be bold about following Jesus. You know, I think you might know some folks like this. Maybe, maybe this is you. Maybe you are someone who is a secret Jesus follower. Well, I just want to remind you, if that is you, that you can't stay a secret Jesus follower for very long. Just like with Joseph, there came a point where he started to become bold in his alignment with Jesus. And this is before Jesus is even resurrected from the grave. So if that's you, if you are kind of keeping your uh, following Jesus on the down low, on the hush hush, let me just call you to a convictional faith that trusts, that trusts in Jesus, that's willing to be aligned with him, that's willing to risk to let others know that, that you and Jesus, that you are together, you're with him. And same for Nicodemus. You know, Nicodemus wasn't quite convinced 
And you, there are probably people in your life who are not quite convinced. You know, don't, don't just walk away from them and leave them hanging. My encouragement is if you have people in your life like Nicodemus who are on the, the margins or on the edges of Christianity, who are, who are asking questions, but it just does not make sense. I want to encourage you to continue to love them, to continue to meet with them, pray for them, pray with them, answer their questions and ask them questions. Who knows? They might get to a spot where they start following Jesus. They start investing in the kingdom like Nicodemus does here. And maybe you are in that spot that Nicodemus was at, where you are intrigued by Jesus, but it just does not make sense yet. Well, I think like Nicodemus, don't give up. Keep engaging in the Christian community. Keep asking questions. Keep keep seeking for answers. And, and I just trust that in God's timing, he will show you the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he will save you through Jesus and his death and resurrection. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.